Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Mark. Welcome to another day of morning fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. Looking forward to it. You know, I always look forward to a wonderful day. And some days have some incredible starts to them. Some days have some more mediocre starts, but that's okay because they're all good. I do have to say that I am very concerned about a recent poll I saw out, a poll that was uh, done in October of this year, just a couple weeks ago, that showed that 27% of Americans are so severely stressed that they can't function. And that's really amazing. I mean, we all have stress. Some of us have a lot of stress. We know that stress impacts a lot of different areas of our life, but it is truly concerning when any one person has so much stress that they can't function on a day-to-day basis. They can't do the things they need to in their life. It's, it's alarming. So what else did the poll share? So they can't function. So they're so stressed they can't function, but really what is very concerning is that it's the group of people that is having the most trouble, that 46% of those who are under the age of 35, 40% are having stress to the point that they are having trouble functioning in their day-to-day life. And when we look at those who are 35 to 44, it's 42% of that population. So people who are you know, in those, let's call it their formative adult years, not their formative years, but their formative adult years. They're, they're really starting on their career. They're starting to raise their families. They're in the middle part of rising in their career. And they're so stressed that they can't function. That's just a astronomical and such a concerning number. One would say, as you said earlier, we all know that there's a lot of stress out there. Um, to know that that particular age group, and you and I have been working with people in that age group, and yeah. I can't say that the people that we've been working with uh, are immobile, but certainly have been deeply impacted by the last two and a half years, which we can't ignore, the pandemic and being isolated mm-hmm. as humans who are people who like to connect to people, being forced to stay in your home. Oh. I can speak about my own home. I had you know, three young adults who spent most of their time in their room. Yeah, my daughter with her shades down, and today she says, "Yeah, I think I had PTSD from I have PTSD from the pandemic." I think we're going to see more and more and more of this. The question is, what do we do? Yeah, so it's it's really amazing. So this was across, you know, political spectrum. This this wasn't an R versus D type of thing, but eighty three percent of those polled said that their primary source of stress was inflation and whether or not they could afford what they needed to. 75%, three out of four, said that crime and violence was their primary source of stress. You related, uh, you know, this started with a very contentious election um, uh, a few years ago, um, and then obviously uh, the pandemic with it. We're in another heated election cycle, but two out of three, 66% said the political climate was their primary source of stress. 
and 62% reported that the racial climate was a source of stress. So really, these things that are around us, uh, these um, epi stressors, these, these overarching things are really being felt. And whether they are the stressor themselves or they're magnifying other stressors or both, the fact is, is that people are just really under an incredible crushing burden of stress. Well, you said something, I don't know what you read a couple of weeks ago about how many people are angry. It was something like over 75% or some of people today are just angry. It's amazing. If, if you think about it, uh, uh, you know, I was talking to someone at a networking group who is a, uh, who's a jeweler who literally was doing everything he could to, to talk to this woman who is just absolutely just angry. Um, I've dealt with, uh, with people uh, like you have just on the road, the level of road rage is incredible. Uh, you know, and when you're stressed, or when you're burned out, you become more irritable. And well, when you're very stressed, very burned out, uh, you tend to lose that uh, that control valve on your emotions. And when well, and that, think about it, most people have an issue with the power of pause, which is what you and I talk about. But yes, when you're talking about irritability, chronic yeah. stress, fear, anxiety, that sends people through the roof very quickly. People lose any ability to control their uh, impulses and they just react. We have a lot of reacting going on today. You know, one of the other things that we talk about a lot is, you know, when you, when you feel that you have meaning and purpose and we, we go back to uh, um, man's search for meaning that comes out of the concentration camps uh, 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 in world war II under uh, Nazi Germany. The fact is, is that when you have meaning and purpose, you can get through most anything. What's really kind of concerning here to me as I read through the statistic is that 68% of those surveyed thought that this was the lowest point in US history. And three quarters, just above it, 76% said that, you know, the future of the US, the future, was a significant source of stress, i.e. that they didn't think that their future, where they lived, was holding any value for them, that they didn't see a bright future, they didn't see opportunity. And my words, not the, the, um, the survey, but that's certainly what we've experienced in some of the folks is, I don't have opportunity, don't have hope, I don't have a future. And they don't know where they're sort of going. And that is a significant source of stress because you don't see positivity. You don't see an anabolic energy, a growth potential looking forward. And that just magnifies the impact of stress. That reminds me of a client of ours who said to us that he spent a lot of time being just disappointed with mm -hmm. the real world in a sense. Mm -hmm. And the whole meaning around it was what he was told or what he was meant to believe. Like you go to graduate high school, you go to college, you graduate college, you get out of college, you get a job, you get an apartment, you make friends, you live in a city, you, uh, you know, make enough money that you can do the things you want to do and you're happy. Yeah. Period. End of story. Life is great. And it doesn't work like that. It does for some people, but it doesn't work like that for most people. 
but yet that's the story that they're being told. So there's that disappointment there. Then on top of it, you had the layers of the fear of what's going on with um, global warming. And should I even have kids someday? Because is, are we even, what's the earth gonna look like? What, I mean, there's so much, and you know what? The reality of it is that that's all real, but what pushes it is media. Yeah. And media wants to scare people into watching their stuff because for some reason, we as humans like to be afraid and it's causing, it's adding more to that stress. Well, I don't know that we like to be afraid, but our brain is designed not for the great things that it does. It certainly had that capability, but our brain was designed to let us survive. And therefore, it is hyper attuned to those things that cause risk, whether it's the, you know, quote, saber tooth tiger, or whether it's the um, uh, threat that's in the dark or whether it's a, uh, a neighboring uh, uh, army that could invade. We're always looking for those things so that we can manage, we can evade them, we can fight for our life. So it's using our brain against us, not because we enjoy that, but because that's where our brain uh, from, from time and memoriam, what we call teleologically, that's, that's why it was sort of designed the way it was. You know, as we look add stress. And by the way, huge numbers of people that are younger adults, but this affects middle-aged, older adults also. But as we look at it, we have such a significant amount of stress that you literally are having trouble in facing your day, that your world is out of control and that you become almost paralyzed, whether that's just you're truly paralyzed and you're pulling back or whether it's just you're ineffective, uh, whether it's brain fog, whatever it happens to be, it, it dulls the beauty of your life as well. But it has significant long-term impacts. If you're in the place that you can't really function, you're one of almost one out of two people, 46% that are starting and progressing into the you know, early mid part of their careers. And they're not able to learn what they need to learn. They're not able to, to do the job they're supposed to do. That doesn't portend a very good future economically for you. But in addition, chronic stress causes so many health issues, heart disease, um, brain issues, um, uh, diabetes, weight gain, substance abuse, substance abuse, self-medicating. There are so many things, GI issues, reduced immune function, lack of sleep, lack of sleep, potentially changes in our likelihood of developing dementia as we get older. But we do know that chronic stress actually shrinks the brain. Mm -hmm. The fact is, is that we have these people who have 30, 40, 50 years ahead of them, and they're already in a place that there's that much stress. What does that really mean for their future physical well-being, as well as their emotional and psychological well-being? This is, this is really a catastrophe. And I don't mean to be the same as news, but it is potentially a catastrophe that is going to explode on us over the coming decades. If we don't take care of it. Exactly.
obviously what you and I do is something that helps to take care of it. And we want to reach as many people as we can. There are things that people can do. And that's the most important thing to know. And then uh, one of the number one things is to, uh, is to have self-care and people don't necessarily know what that is. So I think we should just talk for a minute about what is, what is self-care? Self-care starts with something as simple as gratitude. Mm-hmm. We all have something to be grateful for. I know a lot of people, as you said, are having difficulty even getting out of bed. Okay, you're in bed and you start your day with gratitude. What is one thing you have to be grateful for? It could be your bed. It could be your covers. It could be just that you woke up and you're still alive. It doesn't have to be that you have a job that you love, that you are in a great relationship, that you have, uh, that you're exactly where you want to be in life. Uh, It could just literally be what's going on for you in the present right now. And how do you bring yourself into the present? You know, number one, you can do a, a, a body check. You know, do I feel my toes? Do I feel my toes moving? Do I feel my legs? Do I feel my hands, my fingertips? Take a nice deep breath in. Do I feel the incredible refreshing air going into, into my lungs? What does that feel like? Um, how's my stomach? You know, am, I, uh, am I satiated or am I hungry right now? Uh, whatever it happens to be, you can sort of check yourself and bring yourself in. Uh, I remember listening uh, uh, to uh, one of the, uh, the gurus of uh, mindfulness, John Kabat-Zinn, and um, he talks about the shower. And um, he says, you know, one way to be mindful and be in the present moment is when you're in the shower. And he says, how many of us, we get in the shower and we don't even feel the, the warm water. We don't feel the flow. He says, we're in that meeting. We're in the, in the talk the night before. We're thinking about what we're going to do with this or with that. And he says, just stop. He says, no, okay, wait a minute. Am I in the shower or am I in the shower with my meeting? Am I in the shower <laughs> with my car purchase? And he says, just stop for a minute and just bring yourself back for a moment. Am I in the shower? Oh no, get out of the shower. I'm here. This is mine. And feel the water, you know, just be present in that, in that moment. And, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, we talk about mindfulness and people look in mindfulness and it's hard to figure out it's, or I I'm trying to become mindful and then my mind wanders. Well, of course it does. It's a matter of just stepping back for a moment saying, all right, where am I? What am I doing? Right. I'm walking. It's very difficult for people to be in the present. It's very you spend so much time doing that ping pong, like you said, between the past and the future. And I love the shower idea. What's I'm sort of laughing to myself because I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and you know, we we had business showers. So there was no enjoying the water. There was hoping you had enough warm water just to get through the shower. But <laughs> uh, but today, if you have the luxury of taking a warm shower, even if it's for five minutes, you're right enjoy it. That's five minutes for you. That is self-care. Exactly. One of the big things that allows stress to really push on us is when life feels overwhelming. And a way to take care of that overwhelming feeling is to find the ability to be empowered. And uh, being empowered is just really, really huge. It's it's not that difficult to accomplish. It's not that we have to take everything, but if we can chunk things down, if we can take an overwhelming place and 
just understand that we have an ability to uh, to find some control. Set set small but reasonable goals, and then work on them. What is my goal for the day? Uh, you know, we tell people, uh, you know, sometimes just take a sticky note or a three by five card and and write the first you know thing you need to accomplish. Maybe it's just making a cup of coffee. Write it down the night before. When you get up, you do that task and just tear up the card and you've been successful. Now you start to have your brain understand that you have control over your environment rather than feeling like you have absolutely no control. You're not empowered and therefore you're at the whim of life rather than you controlling your life. Another easy but really great thing to do is to enjoy your cup of coffee, to enjoy your cup of tea. Give yourself that extra five minutes to just really bask in the warmth of your holding it, having it go down your throat. It's it's a present moment thing. And yeah. when you're in the present, you can calm down from the stress. The other thing we talk about this a lot is the fact that taking a holiday from, from news or having a healthy relationship with social media the, the news is not going to help you. And it's all these things that are out here that you can't control. And usually the flame is fanned in one way or another to make it uh, a bigger deal because they're trying to get people to be um, uh, needing to get that information to work on their fears. The other thing is, is just, you know, understand that social media has an important place in our life, but where it is and keeping it in its right location is truly important as well. All good stuff here. Uh, thank you so much for bringing this article, Mark. I think that people do need to be aware and just do a, do a gut check, do a body check. Ask yourself, am I, am I, are my shoulders up? Are they down? Am I walking through the day clear-headed or am I walking through it in a fog? Am I constantly feeling irritable? Am I, am I showing up my best? Am I, am I authentic, true self? If you're not, that's okay, but just do that, do that check. And then and there are ways to, as we said, to start to make yourself feel better. Exactly. One way to start to think about, and you know, we should probably talk about this one time uh, here uh, together, is to find your meaning, your passion and purpose in life. Because no matter how tumultuous everything else is, no matter how chaotic the world is, if you know your meaning, the meaning of your life, if you know your passion and purpose and you pursue it, you create your own pathway and you control your own destiny. Okay. That's the teaser for the next morning fog. Until then. Have, have an absolutely epic day. All right. Bye, Mark. Bye now.